Good morning and thanks again for joining us online and happy Mother's Day. Listen, I have two very important announcements to get out of the way first before I go any further. And number one is uh, on the 24th of this month, that's just in a couple of weeks, we're going to be gathering together again in the church sanctuary. I've had a lot of people asking me, emailing, texting, and getting, you know, catching me out in the community. When are we getting back into the church? We're going to meet on the 24th. We'll have both services, 9 and 10.30. Uh, but things might look a little different up front for the first couple of weeks as we begin to kind of get our feet back into the water and get back into the groove of what we're accustomed to. So I would just simply ask that you would bear with us and be patient as we try to take measures to make sure everybody's safe and to do what we're being asked to do from the officials. Uh, but we are going to meet on the 24th. And I know a lot of people have been asking or excited about that. I know some are still not quite comfortable with that. And, and, and that's okay, I get it. Um, I would just say it really comes down to personal responsibility. If you feel like you're uh, not able to do it and you're not, it's not safe for you, by all means, don't feel pressured to come, but the church will be open for those who wanna to join together for worship. So that's on the 24th. Um, and also, I've had people asking if we'll continue these videos after we're back in the church. And the answer to that question is yes. We've installed some equipment so that we can actually record the video of the services and uh, the only thing different about that will th those videos will not be posted early on Sunday morning like you're used to seeing it'll be later in the afternoon as we will record them at the service and then upload that video a little later in the afternoon so that's the the first thing is just mark your calendars uh, for the 24th our first service back uh, in the church and I hope it's a time of great celebration and gratitude uh, the second one is this Tuesday night we're going to host a park and pray event where I'm gonna encourage everybody to come out to the church in their vehicles. As you drive down the road, there'll be a sign on the side of the road that tells you which radio station frequency to tune to. Uh, and you'll just park in the parking lot. Joey and I and a few other leaders will set up under the porch um, here in the new building and we will uh, lead in worship. Joey will lead us in some worship. And then a few of us will pray over different areas, our nations, over the leadership in the community, the, the medical professionals, the, the first responders, and we'll pray for our country and revival for a spiritual awakening. And, and also there's people that have been affected on a personal level because of all that we've been going through. So uh, please join us this Tuesday night. It'll be at 7.30. Hopefully that's a little later in the afternoon so it won't be too hot as we're in our cars. Uh, but join us for a park and pray this Tuesday night at 7.30.
This morning we honor moms. You know, I was thinking about this morning as I was thinking about my mom. She's no longer with me physically. She's gone on to be with the Lord. But I'm grateful for her and for what she taught me in my life. I also celebrate my wife, who is the mother to my four children. Now, when our four kids were born, I remember being there and just right in the middle of all that was going on as my wife was giving birth to these four precious kids. And, and, I, and I said a, thanks, a prayer of thanksgiving to God. Uh, the, the first prayer was, thank you, God, that they had the 10 fingers and the 10 toes. They were healthy. You know how you do. You check them over when they're born. Uh, thank you, God, for a healthy baby boy, baby girl, baby boy, and a baby girl again. Uh, and the second prayer um, of thanksgiving that I gave was that I was not born a woman. I am grateful uh, for moms today. You deserve your special day. I wish it could be more special. In the middle of this COVID pandemic, I know it feels different. I know it looks different. Uh, but I talked to a lot of moms and just, uh, just as I've touched base with people over the week, and uh, they just, it just feels different. And not just for moms, but for all of us. Uh, there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of tension. Uh, there's some that feel a lot of pressure and they feel overwhelmed, feel like they're trapped. Uh, the reality is there's just a lot of pressure right now uh, on this day. Well, it should be a special day, but just, it's just different, it feels different. Um, and, and I talked to a couple specifically that said, you know, there are times when we feel like with all the things going on and all the, the, the responsibilities that are on our plate, we just kind of feel like a failure. You know what I'm talking about, right? You have a handle on life, everything's going smoothly, and then all of a sudden COVID comes along and it mixes things up. And, and as I talked over this last series about having this blank space or extra margin in our life, uh, we don't do the things that we used to do, but now we're wearing different hats. And so while you might have been just a, a stay-at-home mom or maybe you had a, a job out in, the, in an office somewhere and then now you're back in the home and you put on different hats, a hat of a, a teacher. Some of you are having to brush off your um, algebra skills and, and you're, you're having to put on the hat of a teacher, the hat of a, a principal. You get what I'm, what I'm saying. And, and so you feel overwhelmed and maybe you don't have quite a, a, as much of a handle on it as you did before all this took place. Well, as I was thinking about that and, and, and how we feel just this, this pressure and feeling overwhelmed like we don't have control of it, the thing that makes it worse is we get on social media. And, and we look at our friends' Facebook or Instagram pages and it looks like all that they're doing is all just great. I mean, all their ducks are in a row. Their family's great. They're groomed. The house is spotless. They're showing you the kitchen table with the meal that's spread out and their kids' school's going great. And then they're just showing the best picture of how life is. And you look at your own, you're thinking, man, I'm just really blowing it at this parenting, teacher, COVID-19 experience. I feel like a huge failure. Do you feel that way? I've even felt that way as a pastor. Let me tell you, I get online and I see these pastors that are producing stuff and putting it uh, online every day. And I'm like, I can barely hang on to what I'm supposed to be doing with my own schedule. And, and you can get to the point where you just get a little bit discouraged, a little overwhelmed. You feel like maybe uh, you're not doing too well at this thing. You know, if anyone had a reason to be discouraged, I think it's the Apostle Paul. If you think about it, the Apostle Paul uh, was against Christ and then he met Christ on the road to Damascus. And as a result of that, he then began to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. And in his second letter to the Corinthian church in chapter four, he begins talking about this new way, this gospel, as opposed to the old way of the law. And he says uh, two times in this chapter four, there's this word in the Greek called enkakeo, and it's translated in my Bible, we never give up. Some of your versions will say, we don't lose heart or we're not discouraged. 
And so Paul, because he's preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, he's getting persecuted as a result of it. Yet in the midst of the persecution, he says, we don't get discouraged. Wow. Listen to what he says. Verse 8. We are pressed on every side by troubles. That is, we're afflicted by troubles. But he says we're not crushed. That is, we're not distressed or we're not hopeless. He goes on to say we are perplexed. That means we don't really understand all the time everything that's going on. Uh, there's some confusion, and, and sometimes we experience the same thing. He says we are perplexed but not driven to despair, uh, you know, to lose our emotional or mental composure. He says we're not driven to despair. We are hunted down but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus so that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death, but this has resulted in eternal life for you. He says we continue to preach. And as we continue to preach, more and more people get to know God. It brings God more and more glory. And again, he says that is why we never give up. That is why we don't lose heart. In verse 17 he gives us the key to overcoming discouragement, I think. It says, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Wait a minute, Paul. I would call what you're going through the persecution for doing the right thing. I wouldn't call it small. I would call it huge. Yet Paul's perspective is the present troubles that we're experiencing, he said they're small and they won't last long. I don't know if you're wired like I am, but I tend to look at things as huge and it seems like they will never end. But Paul's perspective is different. He says these things are small and they won't last very long. And yet he says they, these troubles, they produce for us a glory or an honor, a greatness or a recognition that vastly outweighs those troubles. So if they're on a balance, he says their troubles, what God is using and producing in these troubles far outweighs the troubles themselves. And it says that they will last forever. You see, we focus on the temporary things or we can choose to focus with eyes of faith on the eternal things, the things that will last forever. And then he summarizes that in verse 18. He says, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. That is with our physical eyes. We don't look at the troubles that we can see with our physical eyes right now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. We're not talking about our physical eyes anymore. We're, we're talking about our eyes of faith. He says we're fixing our gaze on things that cannot be seen. Why? For the things that we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. So the key to overcoming discouragement is to not look at the things that we can see, the troubles that are around us, but to fix our gaze on those things that are unseen. So what are some of those unseen blessings in our life that we can fix our gaze on? I want you just to consider a few things. Uh, just There's a, probably a great list you could put together of the unseen things that we could focus on. But just to get you started, uh, how about the first one being the most important one, and that is our salvation that is in Christ Jesus. Because of the gospel, for those who place their faith in Jesus, they have this hope that no matter what goes on in life, no matter how bad this thing gets, we know that one day we will spend eternity with God in heaven. And I don't know about you, but that is, that's unseen right now, but that is a great source of encouragement for me. Paul put it this way, uh, his confidence, he says, I know whom I have believed in, and I am persuaded or convinced that he is able to keep that which I have committed to him against that day. We can have confidence that we are saved because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, because of what he did, not because of our good works, but because of his grace, 
in his mercy, he saved us. So one of the things that we can uh, consider a blessing, an unseen blessing is our salvation. And no one can pluck us out of his hands. A second thing that we can consider a blessing is the fact that what we go through now is not for, uh, it's not wasted. It's for nothing. It's not like we go through the pain and the trouble and the trials, and it's like it's not just a senseless pain. There's a purpose in it. There's, there's a, a purpose in the trials and the purpose in our pain. There, there's a technical word called sanctification, and God's growing us in our faith, and he uses the trials, the storms, to grow us in our faith. And so there's this growth that we know we can be grateful for as well. It's a blessing to know that we're not going through this just as a wasted opportunity, but God uses that um, in our maturity, in our sanctification. Romans 8, 28 puts it this way. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. See, God uses everything. Nothing is wasted. And so that's a blessing as well to know that whatever we go through in this life, there's a purpose in it and we're going to be stronger as a result of it. Uh, a third thing that we can be grateful for and that we can fix our eyes on, it's unseen, is God's love. Romans 8, uh, I just love that chapter. But listen to what it says in verse 35. It says, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? In verse 37, he says, no. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth uh, below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Do you realize God loves you? You may not feel like that, but I just want you to know God loves you. And that is a blessing. And we fix our eyes on the fact that God's love for us is crazy better than any love that we could ever imagine or have for another human being. God loves us. And that is another blessing. I'll tell you another one that's big to me is God's presence. You know, the Bible says that when we get saved, the Holy Spirit takes up residence in our heart. He says, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit of God that lives in you? So that blessed Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit lives in you and me. Now what does that mean? That means wherever I go, He goes. That means I am never alone, that no matter what I go through in life, I have the presence of Almighty God, God the Holy Spirit in me, with me. He will never leave me and He will never forsake me. Listen, when you think of those things, when you fix your eyes on the unseen, it's crazy how easy it is or how it becomes easier in the middle of the trial and the persecution, the pain, the hardships to be encouraged and just kind of build up that confidence to know, you know, even though it's, it looks tough around me, this is all going to be good. And just to have that great attitude. I think that video said we can't be in control of all of the things that happen around us, but we can control how we respond to them. And that's what I'm talking about is the, the key to overcoming just this discouragement is to focus our, our thoughts, our eyes on that which is unseen and not what is seen. With our natural eyes, to see the unseen, we have to look in our eyes of faith and that's to believe that God's got this thing and God's in control. So 
it reminds me of the hymn that we used to sing. It's a very popular hymn. Um, and just consider the words of this old hymn, Count Your Blessings. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord hath done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you're called to bear? Count your many blessings, every doubt will fly, and you'll be singing as the days go by. And of course the course, count your blessings, name them one by one, count your blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one, count your many blessings, see what God hath done. Ladies and gentlemen, moms, and everybody else affected in this season of uncertainty, I just want you to know that the key to, to not being discouraged or not losing hope, or not losing that enthusiasm as we go through this time of COVID-19, that the key is to focus not on the problems and the trouble around us, but it really is to focus on that which we can't see, to see the unseen, to put our focus on our blessings um, and not on our problems. And if you think about it, it takes a little bit of work, but I would encourage you to take a piece of paper and just start writing down all these blessings, some of the ones that I named that are unseen, but we have many other blessings that are seen. And when we start to catalog those things, it's amazing how our attitude and perspective changes. You know, one of the tangible blessings that we all share is our mothers. And this being Mother's Day, I, I can tell you I would rather us be corporately together so that we can honor our moms together and we always like to hand out a rose and a Reese's just to show them in a small way how much we appreciate them. But since we can't do that, I thought, how can we honor mom in this time of social distancing? How can we do it digitally? And I got a great idea. Why don't we, why don't we do this? Let's take a picture of mom, post it on your feed, and put something about your mom that is special to you. Maybe a characteristic that she instilled into you or something that was special about her that, that you remember. And let's just take this time, this season, on this Mother's Day, to honor our moms. Not only will it be an encouragement to mom if she's still able to watch that and, and read that, but it's also an encouragement to everyone else as we see one another honoring our our moms. That'd be a special deal. So let's do this. Let's load up Facebook with some positive stuff instead of all the negative junk that we see every day. Uh, let's look at the blessings and not the problems. In the meantime, don't be discouraged. Mom, you're doing a great job. Listen, there is no manual that came pre-COVID-19. This is how you're going to succeed as a mom. We're figuring this out as we go. And not only moms, but everybody else that's just trying to adjust in this season. Don't be discouraged. Take heart, keep your courage, keep your enthusiasm, focus on that which is not seen, and don't focus on what we see with our physical eyes because that'll make you go crazy. Let's focus on the author and the finisher of faith, and let's finish strong. Let's be an example to those around us uh, of what it looks like to be confident in the midst of crisis. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you today with just gratitude in our hearts. Lord, we realize and we acknowledge that we don't always focus on the things that we should focus on. We tend to focus on the trouble, the tension, the things that are not working out. Uh, Lord, we struggle with focusing on the unseen. And I pray that you would give us a, a, a different perspective today. The ability to see the unseen, the ability to look at things beyond uh, the immediate context in our lives. That we can see just how great your love is for us that we can see maybe somehow how you're working this out uh, for our good, as Romans 8.28 said. 
Lord, to see that you're with us and to just sense your presence with us in the middle of this time of uncertainty. But God, I pray that we would rise to the occasion. I pray that we would be intentional at putting our focus, our gaze, on that which is unseen and not that which is seen. And I pray that we do that in such a way that it would be honorable to you, it would honor you in our response, but it also would be an example and a testimony to our children and to those around us, that they can see us going through uh, this time of uncertainty with just an absolute confidence, a joy, uh, and, and just knowing, God, that you're with us and that you're working this out for our benefit. Lord, would you please help us to honor you in the way we respond today. Help us to not be discouraged. Lord, you're with us, and that is enough to bring us great encouragement. So help us to be encouraged today as we trust in you, and we ask it humbly in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, listen, I hope you're encouraged today, and I really do. I want you to be encouraged. And moms, I just a special note to you. Listen, you're doing a great job. I know you've got a lot of things on your plate. You feel overwhelmed, but just hang in there and know that you're doing a great job, and we love you, and you're worthy of being honored today. So have a, a great day, and know that we're praying for you, and we're looking forward to getting to see each and every one of you again soon and real soon. Uh, God bless you. Have a great week.